It's five o'clock. It's eight, it's Friday. It's five o'clock. It's and that can only mean one thing. That's right. It is Friday sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and of course we're here with you for the next two hours. And I think uh, um, that 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 song is is a very apt song when you when you consider the lo- more local success. Uh, Eva Rourke defended her her title, uh, you know, recently. So we'd like to say well done to her and congratulations on winning uh, winning the title back again. She's doing well. Unfortunately, her sister Lisa. Uh, is injured, but uh, who knows if if uh, Lisa and uh, Eva keep doing well? There could be the two of them could be in the Olympics, but uh, we'll we'll uh, wait and see what happens there. Um, you know they're two very talented boxers, so we'd like to say a big hello to the the two of them. And of course, uh, we'd like to myself and Martin here would like to give a big shout out to uh, to Ursula there who won uh, who won an award uh, last night uh, for her art. So so we'd like to say very well done. What are your thoughts there, Martin? Right. Yeah. So fair play to her, and uh, you know it's it's uh, very good to see uh, so, some uh, some presenters winning uh, winning winning uh, awards there. So uh, yeah. So we're as I said there, we're with you for the next uh, the next two hours. We we'll start off the show as always with a Premier League chat. We'll also have a rugby view. We'll have. Uh, League of Ireland chat and we'll have much much more as well as a local J so uh, stay tuned and as always we'd like to we'd like to hear from you so why not text in your thoughts or send in a WhatsApp message to uh, 0838599748 we'd like to thank uh, Joe as Joe Bambrick as well for another another great show and a great interview there with uh, with Bernie as well from the station so th- thanks very much for another great show and and uh, don't forget to get everyone to uh, why not tune in every day Monday to Friday where we'll have from 9 o'clock in the morning right through till 7 in the evening where we have something for everyone uh, a wide range of music and uh, some chat shows as well so tune in to Ross FM Community Radio every day from Monday to Friday so uh, yeah so um, that's it that's it that's uh, the, 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 home or, the home rules out of the way and uh, yeah so Martin uh, it's been a, an interesting uh, week for football and um, yeah I suppose look, just uh, quickly uh, a shock result a shock result on Saturday but uh, I suppose Liverpool had a had a a slow a slow enough start in Europe but uh, came away 3-0 so it's uh, but I suppose this weekend now against Leeds it's going to be interesting to see how that goes yeah so the results are as follows Northern Forest 1 Liverpool 0 Everton 3, Crystal Palace 0, Man City 3, Brighton 1, Chelsea 1, Man United 1, Aston Villa 4, Brentford 0, Leeds 2, Fulham 3, Southampton 1, Arsenal 1, Wolves 0, Leicester 4, Tottenham 1, Newcastle 2 and West Ham 2, Bournemouth 0. So Aidan, you got 3 out of 10, I got 4 out of 10. So I'm stretching the lead there, 6-1. But going back to the game you just mentioned, yeah, Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool 0. Um, Nottingham Forest produced a superb performance to shock Liverpool and climb off the bottom of the Premier League, even though it was temporarily uh, at the boisterous city ground. Uh, Taiwo Aroni, who left Liverpool in 2021 without making a competitive appearance, hit the winner from close range from his initial attempt that came off the post. Liverpool uh, were a long, a long way from their best. Voyager van Dijk wasted their best chance. And they remained without an away league win this season. Uh, Forest keeper Dean Henderson produced a number of good saves to deny Liverpool 
rescuing something from the mat. So it was, uh, yeah. After, well, I mean, uh, I don't think anyone had saw that one coming after Liverpool had uh, beaten Man City. So uh, I said you Aiden was Henderson playing. You said he wasn't. He came on the sub. He's a key player. Yeah, he is. Um, and he was playing last night, as I know, or in the Champions League match there the other night. So uh, he got injured, and there was kind of a doubt. Uh, there was a doubt whether he'd be available, but he, he's fit for for the game on Saturday, yeah. and so is Thiago as well. Which is, yeah. uh, I suppose, he was needed. The others are kind of there's one. I think one player that's kind of hit and miss for for the game against Leeds, but the rest of them are sidelined for yeah. another. I mean, she was still come out comfortable win, but. Uh, it does send a bit of a shockwave through, I'm sure, the Liverpool fans, because uh, especially as we mentioned on the show last week, they still haven't won away in the Premiership. So that's uh, that's uh, something they're going to have to change if they want to get up the table. Uh, the other game, uh, I suppose, formality: Man City three, Brighton one. The Sky Blues are the first team since the 1930s to score three goals or more in ten consecutive home matches. So um, they're obviously. Uh, Doing well as usual, and uh, that's Viking Helen scored another couple of goals to add to his tally. Uh, Chelsea won, Man United won. Uh, I'd call this the late, late show at Stamford Bridge as the Red Devils scored an equaliser after six minutes of injury time. Uh, to be fair, United deserved at least a point to both side in the first half. Blues equaled them in the second half and nearly stole all three points with a late penalty for Jorginho. But Casemiro. Uh, header uh, sealed uh, a well-deserved uh, share of the points there. Aston Villa for Brentford nil. So well, uh, Gerrard's just gone one game, and uh, Villa already put four goals past uh, Brentford. So um, Villa fans, uh, thanks uh, or thanks the caretaker manager for a good performance. Uh, thanks is obviously the the caretaker manager. Uh, which also saw the earliest side go 3-0 up in 14 minutes minutes in a manager's first game. Uh, Wolves nil, Leicester 4. Vardy broke the records last weekend. He became the first player to score a century of goals after turning 30 years old. I think a film will have to be made on that fella because <laughs> he, he, he is some player, yeah. especially the way he came uh, late on the scene and... Uh, it's it's got all the hallmarks of a film when you think about it, winning the Premiership and uh, he's uh, he's uh, I'm, I'm not okay he's not starting games as much as he used to but uh, what a player what a player Definitely, yeah. uh, Tottenham one Newcastle two so uh, yeah uh, Newcastle United's impressive early season form continued with a superb win at Tottenham which lifted them up into fourth in the Premier League table so uh, another defeat for uh, Conte's. Uh, Tottenham, um, Southampton won, Arsenal won, Gunners dropped points for only the second time this season, a game that Arsenal probably should have won in the first half, and Jacker gave the Gunners an early and deserved lead, second half Saints upped their game and got a deserved equaliser through Armstrong. Uh, some Champions League results there, Group G, Borussia Dortmund nil, Man City nil, uh, Red Bull, Salzburg won, Chelsea 2. Tottenham won, Sporting Lisbon won. Uh, fine performance there by Liverpool. Ajax nil, Liverpool three. And uh, next week's matches are as follows. On Tuesday, Liverpool v Napoli. The winner wins the group. Both sides through to the next round. And then we've got Group D, Marseille v Tottenham. 
As Spurs win, win will see them qualify and win the group. All sides in the group can still qualify for the next round, so that's going to be an interesting round of matches uh, involving Tottenham. Uh, Wednesday, the 2nd November, you've got Chelsea v Dynamo, Dynamo Zagreb. Uh, Blues are ready through to the next round. A win or a draw will see them win the group. And then we got Group G, Man City v Seville. City through to the next round and would need to lose to Seville and AC Milan to, to win and overcome, overcome Man City's superior five-goal difference. So probably won't happen. Uh, Europa League, uh, bit of, well, maybe a bit surprised. Group A, PSV Eindhoven, nil. Must um, this will ride the manager of that team. Arsenal, nil. So I'm sure I'd quietly be very happy with that result. Um, what can I say? PSV deserved to win, so uh, there you go. So maybe the blip is on for Arsenal. Uh, group E, Man United 3, Sheriff Terrasbol nil. So a good, impressive win, your friend. Um, Noel would be very happy with that, and I'd like to say hello to Noel there. He's uh, he's going to his uh, daughter's christening today, so he'd like to say uh, all the best there, and uh, hope he has a good evening. And Thursday, the third of November, Group A, Arsenal v Zurich winners. A win for Gunners was secure. Group A winners, both PSV and Arsenal through to the next round. And Group E, Real Sociedad v Manuel, both teams through to the next round. United to finish top of Group E will need to win by three goals. Uh, FA Women's Super League last Saturday, uh, Tottenham Neal, Man City 3. Aston Villa nil, Everton one, and then on Sunday we had Liverpool nil, Arsenal two, Leicester nil, Man United one, West Ham three, Reading two, and Brighton nil, Chelsea two. So there's a lot of good soccer in that. In, in that, I, I was watching that uh, that Arsenal that Arsenal Liverpool game, and to be honest, you like yeah, Arsenal were very good. Liverpool did have chances, but I, you know, even mm. as a Liverpool fan, I'd still have to say. Uh, you know, <laughs> Arsenal were pretty awesome, and there was good football played in it as well. So, yeah. fair play to both sides. It's an interesting start of the season because Arsenal, Man United, and Chelsea joint top on twelve points, with the bl- the Blues playing uh, five matches, one more than Arsenal, Man United. So, Man United have kind of crept up, um, and you know they've they've won all their their games as of as have Arsenal. Man United did lose uh, one game, but uh, they've played an extra game so it's going to be an interesting uh, tussle Chelsea will still be favourites and this Sunday in the ladies game it's Brighton v Tottenham Chelsea v Villa Everton Man United Man City v Liverpool Reading v Leicester and Arsenal West Ham so we come up to the uh, Premier uh, round 13 as I call it of the fixtures for this week ends so Aiden, if you're ready The first game is Leicester, 17th at the moment, so they're off the bottom, they've got 11 points now, it wasn't that long ago, they they only had one point. Uh, They're playing Man City on 26 points, obviously second at the moment. The Sky Blues completed the double over Leicester last season. Uh, Pep's team have won the last three matches played in the Premiership at the King Power Stadium. Ben Rogers' team unbeaten in three matches now, and more important, conceded no goals. City, City rightly are favourites to retain the Premiership crown again and should be too strong for the Foxes, but there may be a bit of a small hope of an upset at the King Power Stadium. City have only won one of their last four away games in the Premiership, Aiden. There you go. One defeat and three draws, so they... 
They're not. Uh, they are can be vulnerable, and who knows? Leicester uh, are turning uh, the page. I have to admit, Rogers. They've kept pa- patience with Rogers, haven't they? Uh, or should I say, faith, and uh, which is good to see. So uh, Leicester, Man City, Aiden. Yeah, just, I, I know what you're saying there. Yeah, and you're you're right in what you say, but I, I'd still I'd still have to go for City. Although, look, it's been, it's been known in the past to be for me to be wrong, but uh, I think you know the the way you know with the with the quality that uh, City have, even though they're prone to losing the odd game, I'd still say they should come out on top mm. of this one. They should. I, I would go for Man City, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Leicester could catch them on the hop. We've, uh, the next game we've got is uh, sorry, is Brentford. Just double check that. Sorry, make sure I didn't miss someone. Sorry, Bournemouth the uh, Tottenham. Um, Bournemouth 14th on 13 points. Tottenham third at the moment on 23 points. Played 10 times in the Premiership, only one win for the Cherries. Bournemouth only one win in the last six matches, and only one win at home in the last five matches. Spurs two defeats on the trot. A third defeat could see them relinquish third place. Bournemouth v Tottenham. Yeah, you, you just mentioned there earlier on. You know, uh, Spurs lost their last game. They really need to bounce back and get a win against uh, Bournemouth. I think they're good enough, but you know, it, it depends on how that, you know, how, how mentally prepared they are after that. Because you know, a, lo- a loss like that can be very disappointing. But uh, I'm going to go for Spurs on this one. Okay. And then we've got Brentford, the Wolves, Brentford the length at the moment, and Wolves are 19th on 9 points. Played only twice before in the Premiership last, was last season, a winning piece away from home. Wolves winning this fixture 2-1 back in January. Brentford only one defeat in 6 at home so far this season. Wolves presently have the worst away record in the Premiership, only 1 point, no wins, 5 defeats, and only 2 goals scored. Now, no wins in 10 straight Premier Way matches as well for the, uh, for the, uh, no, no wins in 10 straight Premiership away matches as well for Wolves. Bears have uh, lost their last two away matches and conceded nine goals. Wolves have lost five of their last six Premiership matches and only scored two goals in them six matches. So, uh, yeah, Brentford v Wolves. Yeah, I'm going to go for Brentford on that one. Okay, I will do as well. Then we've got uh, Brighton v Chelsea. Brighton at the moment, ninth, 15 points. Chelsea are fifth on 21 points. Uh, Potter returns to Brighton and will get a warm welcome. Both matches last season ended in one-all draws. Seagulls yet to win in 10 attempts via the Blues in the Premiership. Six defeats and four draws. In fact, Brighton has never won a league match via the Blues. Seagulls on the new bus, no wins in five matches. Blues on the putter, undefeated in the Premiership, played six, won four, drew two. Brighton, Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to go for Chelsea on this one. Same here. Then we've got Crystal Palace 13th against Southampton, who are 16th. Uh, Southampton on 12 points, so one point behind Palace. Eagles took four points off the Saints last season, winning away. Back in April 2-1, Eagles only won one uh, win, win of their last five Premiership matches via the Saints at Salhouse Park. Uh, Vieira will want Palace to show up at this match after a 3-0 defeat away to Everton. Hasselhoff Saints are turning around things with a fine performance 
last weekend v Arsenal. So Crystal Palace, Southampton, Aidan. Yeah, I think when you look at this game, you know Southampton will be going in uh, buzzing after after their win in the last game. Um, it's I suppose sometimes with uh, Crystal Palace, you're not sure what you're going to get from them. Um, I, I'm, I have a sneaking feeling for Southampton on this one. I'm going to go for Southampton. Okay. Go for a draw on that one. Uh, Newcastle v Aston Villa. Newcastle, as I said earlier, fourth now on 21 points against Aston Villa, who are on 12 points. Uh, a win each at home last season. Magpies winning this fixture 1 0 back in February. Emery, the new manager for uh, Villa, leaving Villarreal. Villarreal. And back in England, R2 was sacked as an Arsenal bus. Last time, Toons lost at home. The Villa was 2005, which is 14 home matches ago. That was Tours' only home defeat to Villa since 1999. That's 23 years, just one home defeat. How's Magpies unbeaten at home this season? The 1 3 drawn 3. Magpies undefeated in the last seven Premiership matches. Magpies have conceded the least goals in the Premiership so far this season 10 goals. Villa no wins away this season, lost four, drawn two. Villa only one win in the last 11 away matches. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on with the new boss, but uh, it has to be said, how's uh, Newcastle are on form? Yeah, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a Newcastle win on that one. I will do the same as well. And then we've got Fulham, the Fulham 7 from 18 points against Everton, who are 12th on 14 points. Codge is only one defeat at home, while the Tuffley, Tuffy's only one win away this season. Fulham for Everton. Fulham v Everton. Oh, this is a tough one. You know, you know what a bit of a fan I am of uh, of Fulham uh, since that uh, opening day. Um, match against Liverpool and how tough they are to break down and of course Mitrovic is uh, lethal as well um, I have a fancy for Fulham I'll go for Fulham I will as well then we've got your team Aiden. Liverpool 8th at the moment 16 points against Leeds who are 18th on 9 points uh, the Reds done a double over the Whites last season putting 9 goals in the Leeds net and conceding 0 Paul won this fixture last season 6-0. It's been over 21 years since the Whites tasted victory over Liverpool in the Premiership. Klopp's lads unbeaten at home this season. They've won 4-2. drawn two. Liverpool have a great home record spreading over the last three seasons, Aidan. Unbeaten at Anfield in the last 29 Premiership matches. It's definitely a fortress. Uh, Aidan... What was the team? I think I've asked you this question before. Hey, what was the team to last beat them at Anfield in the Premiership? Um, I think, I'll I give you the date, at least. It's the seventh of March, t- two thousand and twenty-one. I think I think the last time I might have went for Aston Villa, but I think I was wrong. Well, it's the team you were just praising before. Um, in the last prediction. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Fulham. <laughs> Leeds boss Jesse Marsh under pressure. Third from Bond. No way wins. Lost last four matches and no wins in the last eight matches. Liverpool ten points behind Man City. Paul six points worse off at this stage of the season compared to 11 games played last season. So that shows you uh, 
the difference. Uh, Man City are three points better off this season than this time last season. So, uh, yeah, well, Liverpool leads. Both teams need to win for uh, two different reasons. Yeah, I'm going to go for Liverpool. Yeah, same here. Is Jesse Nash under pressure? Is, uh, are they likely to get rid of him? Yeah, it's it's hard to know, but I, I think like after after Liverpool uh, losing to Nottingham Forest, I suppose a lot of people could say, "Well, Genie, if they can't beat Nottingham Forest, how are they going to beat Leeds?" But Leeds aren't are, are, aren't really much better. Than, <laughs> they're not really mm. much better than uh, than um, Nottingham Forest. But I think this is a team. This is a team that Liverpool are, are usually beat. So yeah, I'm going to go for Liverpool on that. Yeah, I go for Liverpool. I think I think uh, Marsh is definitely under pressure because. The Leeds uh, hierarchy will be thinking if you're going to get rid of the manager, get rid of them early in the season. Yeah, that's um, it. Anyway, next game is Arsenal, top of the table still on 28 points against Nottingham Forest. Despite their win last uh, week, they are bottom uh, on nine points. Uh, they've only met ten times in the Premiership, one win for Forest. Last Premiership match was January 1999 at Forest. Gunners won 1 0. And a certain TV pundit today scored for Arsenal. Who would that be, Aidan? Ian Wright. No, good, good guess, good guess. Martin, Ma- Martin Keel. Very good, well done. <laughs> He's on the ball tonight. Martin Keel. Uh, first victory last week for Liverpool shows that the 20-plus signings during the summer are now gelling as a squad. So it could be a tough match for the Gunners. Arsenal, one of only two teams in the Premiership with a 100% home record. Played 5-1-5. Forest no wins away this season yet. F- four defeats and two draws. Plus, have only scored one goal in six away matches. Gunners misfiring at the moment, dropping points at Saints and losing uh, yesterday evening or last night to PSV Eindhoven in the Europa League. Arteta needs to win this to keep top spot. Arsenal, Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go for Arsenal on this one. So, all right. And then finally, and this is a Sunday game as well, we've got Man United, 6th at the moment, 20 points against West Ham, who are 10th on 14 points. Red Devils done the double over the Hammers last season, winning this fixture 1-0. These two teams have scored 148 goals in the premier fix, this premier, uh, premier fixture. Good chance 150 will be achieved. 150 will be achieved. That is the 150th time they have played each other in all competitions. Hammers only won twice in the Premier at Old Trafford, twice in 27 matches. Last defeat from any other home v West Ham was 2007, and the scorer was a certain little fella who played for both clubs, Tevez. Red Dead Wolves only one defeat at home, and Hammers only one win away this season. Red Devils only one defeat in the last nine Premiership matches. Um, Hammers, and that, that defeat was to Man City, so it's not a bad record. Hammers only one away win this season, and that was to Villa. There so, Man United, West Ham, Yeah, I'm going to go for United on this one. And so will I. And that is the end of that. Any predictions from Noel this week? No, too busy yeah he's a, he's a busy man uh, getting ready for the christening so I hope all things goes well and uh, yeah just uh, any American football this week 
no no American football this week so we'll move on to the Roscommon District Football League uh, fixtures for this weekend and we start off with this evening uh, Moore, Moore United versus um, St John's Athletic that that game has been postponed uh, St John's have a free weekend uh, on request uh, Shivan Rovers take on in the first division Shivan Rovers take on Coon Fed with an 8pm kick off and moving on to Sunday in the junior in the FAI Junior Cup uh, fixtures the Octo- October the 16th 2022 uh, refixed round 2 Mayo Football League Roscommon District League and um, Sligo Leitrim League and that is Ballina Town AFC versus Ballina Town or Ballina Slow Town AFC versus Ballina Town FC and uh, moving on to the Premier Division as well um, on Sunday Ballina Slow Town versus uh, Boyle Celtic that has been postponed uh, Ballina Slow requested a free weekend uh, Moylock 79 versus uh, Sky Valley Rovers that game goes ahead at 2 o'clock and in the Roscommon and District Football League uh, first Division, Shivan Rovers take on Clun Fad with an 11, kick, 11 a.m. kickoff, and all these kickoffs are at 11 a.m. Uh, Roscommon United versus Moore Town at 11 a.m. Ballinasloe Town B versus uh, Ballymore is postponed. Ballinagar Manor versus Cam Celtic, so we're at home to, uh, or to um, Cam Celtic, a, a good side. And uh, moving on to the Second Division. Uh, Dunmore Town B take on take on Sky Valley Rovers B at 11am St John's Athletic B take on Rahara Rovers at 11am and moving on to the Women's League then uh, Balahadreen take on um, Shivan Rovers at 2pm Boyle Celtic versus Colmanstown uh, at 2pm St Coons United at Haskra take on Ballinasloe Town at 2pm and finally Camp Celtic Women's Football Club take on uh, Kilkerran United at 2pm so there are your Scotland District League fixtures for this week so thanks very much uh, Martin for doing Premier League chat as always and we look forward to doing it all again next week just, just one down American football um, Philadelphia goes still unbeaten there you go That's, is, is there anyone that can beat them Martin is oh yes to... yes Liverpool Arsenal <laughs> Uh, football, <laughs> not American football. At long time. Uh, it's early, say, early, early time. But um, uh, unfortunately, um, yeah. I suppose looking at looking at form though in the in the in, in the American football season, uh, what are the te- what's the team that you think will be anywhere near enough that will be capable of uh, of beating them? Well, to me, that presently the teams, obviously besides Philadelphia, the form teams would be New York Giants, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. But this is the this is the the nature of American football. You could be a team at the bottom of your league, and next week, similar to what Forest on the Liverpool, you can win. Mm. It's just that you, you can get teams that will come late in the season, so it, it's interesting. But so you know, I, I been keeping an eye on New, New York Giants, and they seem to be uh, doing very well. Buffalo Bills as well. There you go. So there, there's uh, there's the form guide for you folks if you follow uh, if you follow American football. So uh, next up, we have a rugby view with Adrian uh, with Adrian Leddy, and that's coming up after this. Hello everyone, how are you doing? And you're very welcome to this week's Rugby View with myself, Aidan Raftery. And of course, as always, we have Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello, hello, Adrian, how are you? Good afternoon, Aidan, and it's lovely to be in your new studio. Lovely uh, stuff. R- Roscommon FM out on the uh, Lanesborough Road for anybody. So it's just uh, lovely facilities here, Aidan. That's right, yeah. And uh, of course, it's always great to have you on board as always, uh, do, talking about all things rugby. And I suppose starting off with... Um, 
Starting off as always with Craig's Rugby Club and I suppose the mini the, the mini rugby and the underage section more more wins on uh, more wins for for the underage teams in both girls and boys. Well, I just start with mini uh, like that last uh, Saturday we had a massive turnout for uh, the first splits of the season against uh, Clare Morris. Uh, but there was, uh, I'd say, up on 300 uh, youngsters uh, uh, present in, in Craig's between everybody. And, you know, it's a great um, to, to have that amount of boys and girls out uh, playing rugby on, on a Saturday morning from uh, 10 o'clock onwards. And this weekend, again, uh, to coincide with the uh, Craig's Harvest Festival, uh, there's a huge mini blitz, blitz uh, brought um, Banislow and we want to thank Banislow Rugby Club for uh, bringing it to, to Craig's that uh, they, it was originally fixed for Banislow and they, they kindly uh, encountered the Harvest Festival being on agree, agreed to come to Craig's so um, they, all the young boys and girls will have another blitz out in uh, this Saturday uh, morning starting at 10 o'clock in, in uh, Craig's against uh, Banislow so um, you know that's uh, two big outings that they will have in uh, in in two weeks, Roland. So it's again, it's uh, it's uh, fantastic uh, to you know see them out there and see the uh, on the on the pitches and to see all the pitches and that they're full, both with their parents, with them, with the you know boys and girls and coaches and you know and referees and all. It's a, it's definitely uh, so you know a sight to be seen uh, to and and to witness uh, to have so many youngsters out there playing. And this week alone, like we. We had uh, a number of games. We had the um, the local schools and disabilities and and all in Craig's uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, I was delighted to be there to to meet um, a lot of their teachers and uh, the pupils and that there themselves uh, in the school. And um, the CB- CBS was also playing uh, uh, there yesterday uh, against uh, uh, the Galway College and. You know, again, they, they, were, they were defeated, but it's great to see uh, CBS uh, school up and running and playing there as well. And as you rightly says that in the youths, um, we uh, you had a lot of games over over last weekend, uh, both in the boys and in the girls. <coughs> and again, <coughs> there there was um, winners winners and losers. Uh, uh, both on the boys and girls teams, uh, some of them very, some of them very narrowly, and in particularly the the uh, girls under eighteen side, uh, they, they went uh, to play Sligo um, last Friday night, and um, they, they 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 went down uh, uh, well in the first half, but they came back within uh, two points of Sligo and ended up uh, putting pressure on the line and before the final whistle went. So. Again, uh, that gave them great heart because they were missing uh, some of their key players. So again, the, you know, the, both the boys and girls are uh, at youth level is going very good and very strong uh, at that level. And of course, going back to the, the mini rugby there, you were saying uh, huge numbers there, th- up against 300 kids there uh, doing the mini rugby. It's looking like the future of, uh, of Craig's is uh, very well secured with, with, with those players coming through, uh, you know, when they're ready to go through the under- the uh, underage structure and into into the adult structures, you know, the development team and of course the first team. Um, I suppose that's uh, the future of they, they are the future of the club. Well, it's great for themselves and great for their development, uh, Aidan. Uh, and you know, like I, I do always uh, feel 
I feel feel passionate about about youngsters playing team sports because it's not alone about the winning and losing of a of a game. It's uh, the interaction that's uh, between themselves and players and the the friends that they can have for life, and it helps them uh, in development. It helps them maybe in you know in future life and going through school, through college, and uh, and also uh, going going through in the workplace. So you know it's a it's a part of the development and. and you know, you talk about the future. Well, it's a hell of a long time from from once they finish in mini rugby until until they're ready to go out on a, on a senior team. And that's the difficulty is to try and hold a percentage of these players of boys and girls that they will uh, filter into uh, our uh, first and second squads um, going forward. And I can see, you know, very soon that we'll have a, a women's senior team as well. So the same will apply there. But it's 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 difficult work because. Once youngsters go through and the pressures of uh, of, of um, third level, uh, you know, getting ready for third level education, the importance of the leaving cert now, and uh, and the importance of when they when they get away to college and to settle in, to try and get them back and playing, and you know, both both. Uh, uh, Ourselves and, and a lot of other clubs around are, fi- are finding the same. To you know, once they, they go away to colleges, to try and hold on to them. So I, I don't think it's uh, confined to to rugby. Having talked to to other sports and both the the GA and in soccer and that there, it's uh, it's a similar situation uh, in in all sports to try and keep them involved. And I think. Uh, that COVID uh, had an effect as well, uh, that a lot of these uh, young boys and girls never got the opportunity um, to, to live life, as they, as they say themselves, and to travel. Um, you know, a lot of them have got, you know, that bug now that they want to see the world, and uh, who'd blame them, uh, Aidan? You know, it's an opportunity. They were locked up there for the two years, and they had no opportunity to, to move away, and now they feel their chance, and you know, clubs are suffering a little bit from that as well, but I suppose really you you know no matter no matter where these players uh, travel around the world, as you just said, COVID had had a big impact on that. Uh, I suppose the one, the one thing good thing about the rugby and indeed any sport is you can go anywhere in the world and there'll always be a rugby club. So I suppose even if they go away for a year or two or whatever, you know they can always uh, get involved in a local club wherever they are, and then when they have their travelling <coughs> done, and then they, they they come back to uh, they come back to a scotland that you know that. At least they'll have. Um, they won't. Have, they wouldn't have. Been, they wouldn't be rusty because they'd have been. They'd have been playing abroad. Oh, absolutely, and like that is the one thing about uh, rugby being such an international sport that they can uh, take it up uh, anywhere to go. I know my own family, my own sons, and that did. Uh, I know a lot of people that that I coached and managed over the years. Uh, you'd uh, you'd hear back from them of where they're playing and clubs that they're playing all over the world. And you know, it's great, and it's great to to walk into a place. I know myself, my own experience uh, of when going working to Dublin and uh, first thing the great welcome I got from Railway Union. Then when I was transferred up to uh, Donegal, the, again similar with City of Derry and I, I can you know when I came back down to Riscommon in 88 uh, the welcome that I got and people were there to help out and and uh, help me out in rigging out the house and bringing the furniture and, and all down from Donegal and they, they, you know from from that day I never looked back and you know the the support that you get from a club and uh, the rugby people the rugby family in itself is uh, is massive and of course going back to the colleges now you just mentioned there CBS uh, 
uh, were out recently there as well and uh, I know it's, it's a shame it was uh, that they didn't win but I suppose it, it's good to see them out, out and about and of course you know that to see uh, colleges rugby uh, going again and I'm sure you know there's there's plenty of games for uh, Roscommon CBS to play with uh, to play you know in the between the cup and the league and different things that's going on as well There'll be no shortage of rugby for, for these young lads uh, going through the the CBS and, and, and other uh, local schools as well, the community college and Ballygar and so on, that they, they have the opportunity of, of playing at youth level within Craig's as well. So they can play within their their schools. Uh, the w- one great agree- agreement that we have in Connacht Rugby, unlike in Leinster, that they can play, uh, and other provinces, that they can play both uh, uh, schools and club rugby. And, you know, we encourage that and they, you know, they can get great experience at both levels and you know it's another another opportunity for them having the the expert training um, at, at at schools level and then uh, filtering back into the club and a lot of um, the help say for in, in CBS and Roscommon that it's our own coaches uh, from Craig's that's going in to help the school in, in, in coaching and the support uh, that we're giving them there so uh, that's uh, you know the, a, a great link uh, between the CBS and, and Craig's and let's ho- let, we'd like to wish uh Roscommon CBS, all the best in the in the rugby season ahead, and uh, that brings us nicely on to the develop, the uh, Craig's development team and first team. Um, how are things going there? Well, the first team uh, uh, again uh, had a tremendous win over uh, Connemara uh, at the weekend. Uh, the uh, on um, the, 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 this night uh, last week uh, in in Craig's uh, Connemara. Uh, came to us now. They they were probably a little bit under strength because their GA team was in the the county final uh, the the following day. So they were they were minus a few players. But again, um, you know, Connemara put it up to us up until the last uh, ten minutes. There was only five points in it. Uh, we ran out uh, easy winners. We got a couple of soft tries uh, toward towards the end of the game. But we had to work for it. And uh, again, we know how strong Connemara is, and the Connemara will probably get us. Either in the semi-final or the or the final uh, at the end of the season, and they, they made that known to me when they were before they they left Craig's on on uh, last Friday evening. So again, it was great to get a win. Um, we're we're on full pints after our first two Connacht uh, League games, but this weekend will be a new challenge for our first team. Our first team will travel to uh, Clare Valley. They're uh, they're a team um, in. Uh, Outside in the Skillen, um, and they have a club that hasn't. Uh, they were a breakaway club from both uh, Oma and in the Skillen, but they have established a, a great club there, a very strong junior club, and they have been knocking at the door to go up to EIL for some years now. They have been top of this All Ireland um, junior uh, competition for the last number of years, and last year it was an All Ulster final, and it was at it in Ravenhill between Clare Valley and uh, and Ballyclare and Clare Valley. Uh, came out on top in, in the very end of the game. So we we are um, probably have the 
the the hardest draw in this competition. It's the top four t- uh, teams, the top four uh, teams in the league uh, each year goes forward in uh, from each province goes forward for this um, uh, All Ireland Junior Cup. So again, this Saturday we're up uh, again away to uh, Clare Valley. So we're we're looking forward to it and looking forward to the day in 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 Clare Valley. So we'd like to wish wish uh, we'd like to wish uh, Craig's first team all the best in that in that game. And uh, I suppose then there's the uh, there's the development team. How are they getting on? Yeah, the, uh, the seconds and development team uh, again. They 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 struggled uh, uh, at, at the weekend. There, the you know the, with the we had a few a number of injuries on the on the Friday evening, and uh, there was um, a number of players unavailable. So we were, were un- unable at the last minute to be uh, to field against Carrick and Shannon, and we we're very disappointed over that by uh, not being able to field. So the game will. Uh, be refixed uh, between ourselves and 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 Carrick again. So, again, um, that you know that that there some of the situations with um, with people coming back from uh, GA coming back that we we have to work uh, on the development squad. I think they have this weekend uh, free. Um, hopefully, maybe in uh, two weeks' time. Uh, we'll be able to get a, a side out against uh, Clare Morris Aiden. That's it. And moving on to uh, to to uh, Buccaneers and also Carrick and Sh- Carrick Rugby Club as well, and of course the AIL. Yeah, well, Buc- Buccaneers uh, club is uh, g- going well. They're um, going very well in their in their league. They had a free weekend last year or uh, last week in the AIL. Uh, this week. This weekend they uh, have a, a home draw against Old Belvedere. Old Belvedere is a very long established uh, senior club uh, from Dublin. So they, they'll be visiting that loan um, this week and the Buccaneers, I'm sure they'll fancy their chances uh, at, at home uh, against them. So um, hopefully that uh, Buccaneers will continue their, their success in, 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 in this league. And they're also going... Um, well, at underage level, their second side is struggling a bit, but their their underage teams are are are, are going very well, and I think they're struggling. Um, uh, from what I hear, uh, in they had a going jointly with um, Corinthians and trying to get out a, a women's team, a women's senior team, but um, I think that has uh, proven rather difficult at the at the moment. So hopefully. That as the season wears on, that they will be able to pull themselves uh, together to get um, uh, a full senior team out uh, from Buccaneers. And of course, their under twenties team is very good as well at the moment. Yeah, they're they're they'll be playing now in the in the the Leinster League, and uh, again, you know, that's a, a competitive league uh, for Buccaneers, and you know, it's it's great that all these young lads that uh, come to um, at loan to the regional college. And join up with the under twenty squad that they get that opportunity to to play le- to play rugby at that particular level. And of course, moving on to uh, Carrick, Carrick Rugby Club as well, uh, always doing very well as well at, at first team level. Yeah, Carrick, you see, we're we're hoping to have the game with Craig's. They their own pitch weren't uh, playable at the weekend, and uh, we, Craig's had agreed that the game would go ahead in Craig's, and then unfortunately we had to. We we were unable to to field, so that that proved disappointing and uh, for Carrick and but Carrick is um, again putting the structure in place. 
um, they were they're also hoping that they're you know they're looking to get planning through for their their, their getting their pitch and, and all up and right the, uh, to put up dressing rooms. That's proven uh, a little bit difficult at the moment for for them. So um, they're but they're great workers, great people in 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 Carrick Rugby Club and doing a lot of good work at at underage level and and at mini rugby level within the club and you know they're keeping it going there now and hopefully that long may that continue and moving on now to Connacht Rugby at underage and of course the the first team uh, yeah I just saw the 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 team starting for this weekend and it's it's good to see uh, Dennis getting a, a bit of it Dennis Buckley getting a, go, a good run he's he's in the team the starting team I suppose just look, looking at the starting team are there many changes from the team last week to the team this week yeah, like as I said, uh, Connacht had a, a fantastic home win against uh, Scarlets. Um, they played exceptionally well uh, la- last weekend, and they, got, they, you know, Scarlets would be one of the top sides in uh, in in Wales, and a lot of internationals playing on the team. So Connacht were delighted with the with the win. It was a, a win, a much a much needed win that they, they, uh, if they were to progress up the league. Uh, and um, this weekend they travel away to another Welsh side, uh, the the Ospreys. Um, again, the Ospreys are, are, are doing very well. Looking at their results and having watched some of their games, uh, they're they're playing very well. So that will be another tough encounter uh, for Connacht. And yes. Uh, there's the pattern uh, within the Connacht side is to make a number of changes each week. Some of them are, are forced changes, but then uh, he, the management and coaches uh, freshen up the team as well. And as you rightly said, that Dennis Buckley, um, our Craigsman, is back in the, in you know the the team. He's a, a great servant, a great prop for the for the Connacht team, and and also. Um, um, Jack Carty is starting at, at out half, and as well as that, we have a a, a new cap uh, for at, that would uh, have not played at this level. Um, he played in a friendly uh, in Atlone earlier on in the season, but uh, is uh, young Dara Murray. He, uh, uh, his own brother uh, scored the 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 first try, um, probably the quickest try nearly ever scored uh, with a with a knock with. Um, um, he uh, put the he, uh, blocked the ball down and um, followed it up and went over the over the line and uh, absolutely fantastic and it's great to see two lads from Kiltoomer that they're uh, making um, making their mark uh, with, with Connacht and you know this this weekend the way to to Ospreys uh, will be will means that a number of players. Uh, as well, um, this is, has uh, has meant that there, there's a number of changes in the side because um, uh, players have been lifted for the Irish uh, squad, uh, and the Farrell, um has has lifted the players there. So they will be will be Connor will be travelling uh, for tomorrow's game against uh, the Ospreys minus the Irish players that's in the panel. That's it, and uh, there'll be a big loss. But also, I suppose you know, one door one door closes, but another door opens. It means, uh, you know, as you, as you just said, there it's it's great uh, that it gives uh, a chance to the younger players. And uh, of course, it'd be lovely to see uh, you know that the Connacht players now that they'll be able to uh, nail themselves a place in uh, the squad or in Andy in Andy Farrell's thoughts. <coughs> 
for the for the Six Nations because through you know if they get the opportunity through the November internationals, they might be able to get um, they might be able to get into Andy's toss then for the Six Nations and the World Cup. Oh, absolutely! Like this is a very important uh, year that these these particular games now coming up in uh, in November. Three games. Uh, the first game is is uh, Saturday week against uh, South Africa. Followed the following week against Fiji, and then the following week against Australia. And then you would have the the full Six Nations coming up in the springtime. So between the the November internationals and the, and the spring Six Nations, and Andy Farrell will be in a good position to to know what his squad will be for the for the World Cup. And it's a great opportunity, as you say, for any player to put his hand up now at this stage to to make the Irish team. And of course, yeah, like we said there, it's it's uh, it's up to them to. Uh, to you know, I suppose make them make them un, uh, make themselves undroppable uh, and make sure that they're on that uh, that they're on that uh, that play into the World Cup in uh, in the ne- next year. So we'd like to wish all the teams the best. So listen, thanks very much, Adrian, for taking the time out to do rugby view with us, and we look forward to doing it all over again next week. Thank you ever so much, Adrian. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was uh, that was Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello everyone, how you doing? You're very welcome to this week's League of Ireland chat with myself, Aidan Rafty, and as always from uh, from Atlone Community Radio, we have Robbie Mulvey. Hello Robbie, how are you? Are you well? Not too bad, Aidan. Cheers. What's the crack? That's good. Great to, great to have you on board. And uh, I suppose last last week we were talking about the achievement of the women's, uh, the Ireland women's team and qualifying for the World Cup. And uh, that, that was ahead of the, um, that was before the, the, the group draw was done. So, what are your thoughts on the on on Ireland's group? Um, you know, I suppose if if it was the men's group, you'd say it looks like an easy group. But there are some uh, fr- from um, I suppose from a, a, an Ireland ladies' point of view, this is a this isn't this isn't an easy group for them. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, uh, we said before that there was every up, there was every chance that it would turn out the exact same way that the the Ireland men's, uh, men's group turned out. Obviously, very difficult group. But, um, look, at the end of the day, um, I mean, they've got to go in there feeling that they've absolutely nothing to, to lose. You know, I think, it, to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's just really a case of, you know, showing up and believing that you belong there. And I think that's going to be the biggest issue that... Um, they're going to have to deal with is kind of having the belief that they belong on the big stage. I mean, when you get to the World Cup, nobody's uh, nobody's really going to be an easy touch. You know, you look at, obviously, Australia will probably be the biggest team to kind of watch. Obviously, Ireland played them in a friendly a year or two ago, and they did very well. But, I mean, that was a friendly, and, you know, that's in no way you can take that as, uh, you, you can in no way take that form as, as a given when it comes to the World Cup. Canada are obviously right next door to America. They have a pretty good women's league. And obviously Nigeria are probably one of the toughest teams you could, could have picked out of, uh, out of Africa. So, yeah, look, like I said, I mean, the mentality and the mindset they have going in there is, is going to be absolutely crucial. And I think at the end of the day, if they believe that they belong there, um, then I, I think that they'll do okay. I think one of the biggest things that, are, that is going to be the making or breaking of this team is the, the teams that they get to play in the, in the lead-up to the World Cup. You can expect a lot of friendly games to be lined up against the likes of the USA, against the likes of Norway, the Swedens, and possibly England. I think they're going to want the toughest teams as possible to play against before they actually get to the World Cup. So, look, there's a lot of preparation still to be done. There's a lot of, uh, you know, they're going to have to wait and see 
where they are squad-wise, because don't forget, uh, these a lot of these guys are still playing football over in England and beyond, and you know uh, there's injuries that might come up, so they're going to have to wait. They've had to do without a lot of very important players because of injuries, because of unavailability. They're going to have to do. They're going to have to deal with that as they get closer and closer to the World Cup. So expect a lot of friendlies to be played between now and the World Cup ne- next July, and expect a lot of new players to be tried out, similar to what Andy Farrell is doing with the Irish rugby team. They're playing a lot of teams, and they've, they've lined up a lot of friendlies to see if they can expand their their um, pool of players. I'd expect the Irish women's team to do something similar. That's it, and I suppose really when you when you look at this this Irish team, and uh, as you said, they're uh, you know we're up against, they're up against some uh, some good teams, and you know, but they are they are there on merit, and uh, like Ireland, Ireland do belong there. That they're just as good as any of the teams in a lot of ways. And I mean, when you when you look at the players that we have, obviously uh, Amber Barris, Niamh Fahey, uh, Katie McCabe. Um, you know, and many other players, and as you said, when you when you when you factor in the players that are coming through as well, um, you, you know the up and coming players. Then there's a there, there's a lot a lot to look forward to in the future. And uh, I suppose really, you, you know, looking at those teams in the group, and indeed the build up, the friendlies that, that Ireland play in the build up, um, but especially in in the World Cup, the the teams in that uh, in that group, uh, regardless of how they get on, they'll be better. They'll be they'll be a better team. For playing those teams of that of, of that uh, of that skill level, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's it's been a growing, it's been a year of growing and, and, and development for the team. I think they've had to inject a lot of new blood into the team, but again, there's still a lot of experience there. Like Denise O'Sullivan, Anya Gorman, uh, you know, Katie McCabe. So there's a lot of experience there as well. Anne Agus has, has come on board, or Alison Agus has come on board, and you know, I mean, it's it's just a case really of finding out where they are as a group. I think they have broken that glass ceiling, and I think you know it's been described as the ladies' football Italian Italian ninety moment. And the nice thing is, it gives us something to look forward to next year. Obviously, the, with the way the men's team is going at the moment, we've had had not a lot to be cheerful about. So it's it's good to kind of have that tournament next year to look forward to. And I think. You know, uh, you'll find that a lot of players are kind of watching their step over the next few years, the next couple of months, uh, so as not to pick up any niggling injuries that will put them out. And seeing with the the uh, you know the English team, the way there's quite a few players that they've had over the last year or two that kind of you know um, that's kind of had injuries. For example, I mean, we can even have a type, um, uh, you know, an, um, an example. Of, um, the, the other day, well, Manchester United versus Chelsea, we've just, you know, United has lost uh, uh, Raphael Varane. Like he's been, he was hoping to get to the World Cup of uh, France, and obviously he's obviously um, managed to pick up an injury, and that's his World Cup run. Like I said, that can very easily happen with the with the ladies, and that's something that they're going to have to watch out for. You can expect them to be tiptoeing around games over the next couple of months. 
That's it. And uh, like it, it's hitting that balance between giving us your all for the club to uh, to ensure that you're you're in good form for for getting picked for your country, but there's also trying to avoid injuries as well. It, it's a tricky it's a tricky uh, it's a tricky balance to get right. But uh, you know if they can do that, and of course you know Vera Powell is an excellent coach and uh, she she has a great way with the t- with the with the players, and I think uh, you know the players are, are are gelling well at the moment as well, and that that, that can be re- reflected in that's reflected in their last couple of their performances in the last couple of games. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Vera Powell's done a phenomenal job. I think one of the things she's really done is uh, inject belief into the Irish team. I've said this before, but she's a very untypical Dutch coach. You know, you would have expected her to come in and, and get the players to. You know, start passing the ball around, playing total football. Maybe it's a case of she's looked at the team and very like Giovanni Trapattoni before has decided that we don't have the players. I don't know, but since she tends to favour a kind of hard running, hard tackling style of play, and uh, you know, I was very surprised at that. But at, at the same time, I think she 